There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast made by fans like you for fans like you. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. I am your host, Joe Kuzma. Before we get kicked off today, we're going to be talking about Steelers and Cowboys this Sunday at Heinz Field. Pittsburgh Steelers coming back home where they play a lot better than they do on the road. I know hopefully a lot of you have calmed down. We got the bad taste of losing to Baltimore out of our mouths from last week. But before I get started, as I was starting to say, but I tend to ramble, and I think I'm going to ramble a lot today. I want to thank all of you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back. First-time listeners, welcome. I always say welcome to everyone that's listening. You guys listen to me a lot, and you know what? The, this show, this show has taken off very, very well, always improving on the number of listeners, so thank you to everyone who shares it with your friends. For those of you who are just discovering for the first time, some of the episodes you could go back listen to still carry some weight, even though we're halfway through the football season right now. And speaking of halfway through the football season, went back and looked at myself and Eric Herman, that's H-E-R-R-M-A-N, associate editor here at Steel City Underground. And we looked at our predictions we made back in June, and most of them spot on. A few incompletes because we included Ladarius Green and Bud Dupree, who are both practicing this week. Dupree officially designated for return, which means that ends the season for Ryan Harris and Senquez Golson. So, I don't know. I, I uh, Not that that was anything that we didn't expect, especially Senquez. I mean, he hasn't played at all. Uh, Harris, the unfortunate uh, the hematoma and everything else that happened with him. But the Steelers are reloading. They, at times, didn't look fresh and at times looked sharp against Baltimore, as odd as that seems. Ben got into a groove in the fourth quarter. If you listen to Roethlisberger, he does talk about, speaking of which, Marquise Pouncey, who dislocated a finger in that game, says he's 100% playing on Sunday against the Cowboys. Saw Ryan Shazier, who made some really insane tackles. I mean, the playmaking ability of Shazier when he's healthy, hopefully have him for the rest of this season. But I'm expecting a lot of the same with Bud Dupree. Whose time does he cut into? Who gets moved off the roster? I don't think there's anything, anyone major, because uh, we have an offensive lineman, uh, Mahalik, who's on this roster that could probably get bumped off. And then Al Shabazz, I think, who was called back up from the practice squad for this Ravens game because Will Gay uh, had, I think Will Gay was banged up, although Will Gay played. 
We saw Sean Davis out there a little bit more with his snaps, and he hadn't played hardly at all against the New England Patriots. So we're seeing a Pittsburgh Steelers team that, cross my fingers uh, here, is healthy going into the second half of their own season. They're going to be facing a 7-1 and Dallas Cowboys team, which has been fairly healthy for all the all of the, this year, with the exception of some quarterback woes, which has actually turned into um, – in a situation where they start their what third fourth round draft choice Dak Prescott a rookie and they're off to this amazing uh started their season they have the of course a rookie from the Ohio State University the Buckeye former Buckeye Ezekiel Elliott who leads the NFL in rushing and this could be a thorn in the side for the Pittsburgh Steelers a Pittsburgh Steelers team that had given up a ton of rushing yards prior to the bye week in facing Baltimore. Now, Baltimore had had their own problems running the football and probably still do. Uh, they only put up about 50 or so on the Steelers last week. It doesn't necessarily mean the run game is fixed, but I do think that this is largely going to fall on both of the offenses. I think the Dallas Cowboys defense has been playing above a level of which they were expected to play. I do think this Dallas Cowboys defense is the weakness of their team. I do think that the Steelers could have always been a good uh, team against the run. I think as long as we don't see anybody missing tackles and they don't give up any big plays, like to someone like a Cole Beasley or Des Bryant and Jason Witten, also a very formidable tight end who has been popping off, off and on the radar as far as the the Dallas offense this year, he may disappear for a catch or two in one game, maybe can and then have a big monster game uh, just just right after, shortly after. So these are the players. That this is this is what it's going to come down to with the Steelers. Uh, they've always had problems with tight ends, but they did hold Travis Kelsey. Uh, they mostly held Gronk and Martellus Bennett as well. So it's going to be interesting to see because. Uh, the the Dallas Cowboys in playing the Cleveland Browns last week, and this is really not indicative of anything because the Browns are a dumpster fire this year. And of course, that's next week's opponent. I don't want to look. I don't think anybody's looking ahead to them, but I don't want to have to think about what that game may mean in Cleveland or look like uh, beyond Sunday at this point. Um, we'll be talking about that hopefully in the roundtable. But eight catches for 134 yards and a touchdown. That's what Jason Witten did. Of course. A week earlier against the Philadelphia Eagles, he was only targeted three times, caught two of those for 16 yards and a touchdown. So he's had some. Uh, he has this huge game where he goes off against Cleveland, and Cleveland hasn't been able to stop tight ends the whole year. Witten, uh, on average, on average, he sees he sees for himself maybe about five catches, uh, 48 yards or so, and uh, he only has the two scores on the year, both within the last two weeks. So whether there's more comfort, more familiarity there with Prescott throwing to him or not, I can't say. Des Bryant has just worked himself back in uh, to the lineup as well. So the Steelers, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of question marks here with Dallas coming in. And, of course, they're traveling to Heinz Field. Should make it more difficult playing at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers team that is good at home. Mike Tomlin is good at home. Ben Roethlisberger is good at home. And the home crowd should be amped up and ready because we know we let one get away against the New England Patriots. So you've had Ben Roethlisberger banged up or out 
for the last three games for the last month, and hopefully now he is back. He in one hundred percent. We always know the first game that Ben comes back from injury. Maybe it's he rushes and comes back too soon, too early. He is now. That's over with. It's gone. I lost my thought that I was trying to say, guys and gals, but. Um, Ben Roethlisberger usually not too sharp when he comes back first game from an injury. We've seen it happen before. We saw it happen against the Bengals last year. That that's gone. That's that's out the gate there. So uh, we're looking to see maybe Marcus Wheaton play in this game as well. Sammy Coates, hundred percent. We may even see the Ferrari come out of the garage as uh, Zach over at Steel City Underground's always telling me vroom vroom. I'm telling you, folks. Now we may some of you may have seen the Snapchat from Martavis Bryant last week, and he was talking about what he brings to this offense. No doubt. Talented player. I'm not going to downplay Martavis Bryant. The reason I bring that up with Martavis Bryant is we've seen what the Steelers offense looked like with and without him over the last couple years. And now we see what it's like without him once again. And this is the type of the type of speed, size, and potential that Ladarius Green could bring to this offense. He's automatically going to upgrade the tight end position because what you're going to see is is that Green's going to slide in. Jesse James will be that second tight end and has been holding down the fort quite well. Xavier Grimble probably gets bumped from some time here, but Green played a lot in the slot, and I have a feeling when we put him on the field, you still have Eli Rogers. You're going to have Marcus Wheaton and Sammy Coates back. Darius Hayward Bay uh, is the non-factor in this game, but he had been the speedster that the Steelers were trying to use, and he only had five catches through the whole year. Now he had two touchdowns, and he had the one rushing, of course. And I was talking DHB up quite a bit a week earlier and saying he was basically the same as Mike Wallace. But what we're looking at here is, oh, and I forgot the most important name, obviously, the two the two best wide receivers on this team, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, but you're looking at the supporting cast that's going to surround them and maybe take some of the pressure off of AB getting double covered and uh, all the safety coverage and whatnot. And then, of course, Ben spreads the ball around. Speaking of injuries, the Dallas Cowboys are in a little bit of trouble here. Looks like they're going to be without their starting cornerback, Morris Claiborne, and also without their starting safety, Barry Church, for this game, which, as mentioned before, this doesn't bode well for a duo of Big Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown, who traditionally do well at home. Ben has been putting up at least 300 and more passing yards while playing at Heinz Field. And Antonio Brown is averaging between 10 and 11 catches in games that Ben is playing when they are playing in Pittsburgh. So this Dallas Cowboys defense is very suspect against the Steelers' offense that has not shown its full potential at all times throughout this year, but on Sunday, they have an opportunity to get the ball rolling once again. So what we need really from the Steelers as part of these keys of the game is we need some disciplined football. We need the Pittsburgh Steelers to contain Ezekiel Elliott, something that's uh, probably easier said than done. And that's pretty much what the Cowboys are going to try and do. They're going to try and hammer the ball with Zeke. They're going to try and control time of possession. And as long as the Steelers set themselves up in a situation where they're not giving uh, second and third and short, as they had been, I think this is a manageable game. I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys, I could be speaking out of my rear end right here, 
saying this, but I, I don't feel as though the Dallas Cowboys, I, I don't see them putting up 30 points on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense this week. And as long as that can happen, I mean, you see what, what they've done. Uh, the one game they did lose, they only put up 19. The very first game of the year, they haven't lost since playing on September 11th against the New York Giants. They only scored 19. They put up 27 against the Washington Redskins. Uh, in all of these games, they've run for at least 100 yards, by the way. 101, 102, 199 and putting up 31 on the Bears, which is not a good defense. 194 and 24 points against the 49ers, which is not a good defense. They put up 180 playing at home down there in Jerry's Palace in Dallas. Won 180 rushing yards and put up 28 points against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Cincinnati's a flawed team and they're and they're a damaged team this year. Green Bay Packers never known, uh, definitely not a great defense. 191 rushing yards and 30 points. The Eagles. Now they got 187 on the Eagles and 29. And then, of course, 168 and then the 35 points against the Cleveland Browns. And they had a mess of yards. They've, they've Folks, six, last six games, they've put up at least 400 yards of total offense on all of these teams. But nothing really stands out here as far as I'm concerned. None of these teams that they've played have an outstanding any type of offense. The one that they did face, the Giants beat them in getting 20 points. The Redskins put 23 on them. The Bears, the Bears have nobody, 17 and 49ers, same difference, 17. The Bengals only put up 14, and the Bengals have had their troubles. 16 points from a Packers team that didn't even have a running back. And then the Eagles, who they squeaked it out in overtime, the Eagles put up 23. We know the Eagles, what they did to us, but still – rookie QB and all. And then the Browns only mustered 10 points. I don't know that it's that impressive. And maybe maybe I'm just being uh, hopelessly optimistic as I always am. But I just have this I have this feeling as most of you do when you seeing as the Steelers what they did going into Baltimore knowing it was a road game, that gut feeling you have about going on the road versus when the Steelers play at home and play against a quality opponent which is what the Cowboys are this year. And I've always been kind of high on the Cowboys, and I have family that live in Texas in the Dallas area, and I know quite a bit about the Cowboys. I think they're a team that could be passed on. They're a team that could probably be run on fairly simple, too. They will have to control this time of possession, as I said. They're going to have to – the Dallas defense is going to have to try and get the Ben Roethlisberger, and they're going to have to try – try desperately to slow down Le'Veon Bell. One of the things that they have given up has been some rushing yards, depending on who it is. But none of these teams, the Giants put up 113 rushing yards. They don't have a solid running game. The Redskins really don't either with 82. The Bears with 78. They really don't either. The 49ers with 106 yards rushing. They don't. The Bengals, 96. Eh, Somewhere in the middle. Gio Bernard, Jeremy Hill. But if it's one-dimensional and they're not completing passes in that game, which it very much looks like where the Bengals only had 249 yards passing, maybe. They give up some yards. They just haven't been giving up some points on the defense. Defense giving up 316 yards, 432, 390, 
295, that was the Niners. 249 with the Bengals. 294, and then 194 and 177. So the last two games for the Dallas Cowboys in particular, looking at box scores and then watching some film. They've been doing they've been doing okay, but they're not forcing a whole lot of turnovers. They were able to get four on the Packers. They only forced one turnover from the Eagles, and they didn't force any against the Browns. Nor did they turn the ball over. And the team, uh, Prescott just threw his first pick like two weeks ago or so. He hasn't been turning the ball over. They've been managing, and they've been managing, and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a grind. The Steelers have been doing much better on third downs this year. I thought they were a very good defense last week against Baltimore and really kept the, the Steelers in that game the whole the whole time the defensive unit did. Special teams mistakes that can't be made, penalties that set you back after and give you no rhythm and momentum or anything on offense. That's where it's going to be. Offense is going to have to clean it up. I think a whole lot of that had to do with Pouncey getting hurt. A whole lot of that had to do with Ben being hurt. And like I said before, you have a handful of guys, wide receivers. Eli Rogers hadn't been on the field for several weeks. Sammy Coates hadn't been on the field for several weeks. And it kind of left Antonio Brown on an island. And we're going to see how that might mesh with Ladarius Green, but he's been practicing for about two and a half weeks or so. By week is an abbreviated practice session. Now, mind you, he's not activated yet. We're going to see. There should be some roster moves made within the next day or so, and we'll see for sure because they have to make a decision sooner than later now. And Bud Dupree had spoken that he expects to play. I think that's going to help this rotation with the linebackers up front because this is a very good Dallas offensive line. So maybe getting to the quarterback maybe at a premium. What are they going to be able to do as far as stopping uh, Ezekiel Elliott? I'm not sure. But Dallas has had their own woes trying to get to the quarterback as well. And if you just ask me, I really do think that you get a rookie QB on the road. He's still a rookie. They haven't lost on the road yet. The Cowboys haven't. This is a different environment. Everybody's going to be playing up to this game. They had had a very bad special team showing more than once this year. Special teams game could tip the scales. So this will be very interesting Very interesting to see how this game, in fact, turns out. Mike Tomlin himself has had a lot of success in the second half of a season as a head coach. He has posted a 6-2 mark, meaning they've won six games of eight in the second half of of a season in the Mike Tomlin era. In those nine years, he's done that six times, and he's done it in each of the last three seasons, looking to make it four. Six and two at the very least would put the Steelers at 10 and six where they were last year, which was good enough for a wild card, maybe good enough to win this division this year. Looking at Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, those teams could surge in the second half as well. So this is a big game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is a non-conference game. They're, They're playing an NFC opponent. But you just don't let anybody come into your house and push you around. And I think that's where we're sitting at right now. Steelers, biggest keys. I think Steelers need to win at time of possession. Make sure that they are not penalized like they were last year. And I do think Ben Roethlisberger needs to complete passes to at least seven, seven different players in this game. I'm hoping we could see Le'Veon Bell 
exceed 100-plus yard scrimmage yards, and it would be nice to force a fumble or get a pick or one of each on the defensive side of the ball. That could be the difference maker, turnovers, penalties, time of possession. It, it, it really does read like, hey, Joe, isn't this obvious? But you know what? This has been the stuff that's been killing Pittsburgh the last few games. They didn't capitalize on opportunities, even with Landry Jones's quarterback against the Patriots. They were able to do this against the Patriots. There's no reason, and that's Tom Brady. That's Bill Belichick. Those are the people that we fear, that everyone puts up on this pedestal. This is the Dallas Cowboys. This is a team that plays in a bad division, the NFC East. And I do think that Pittsburgh could have their number. We shall see. Everything's on the line here Sunday. Steelers cannot afford to drop their fourth in a row. I think they're going to be eager. I think they're going to be hungry. They're healthy. And I think they've got their act together now. All those jitters are out. They're at home at Heinz Field. Time to make a run at this. Going into the holiday. You got the Cowboys. Big game. You go and play at Cleveland. And you get to face the Browns, who haven't won a game to date. Now, you may be listening to this as I'm recording it. I don't have the results for Thursday night yet. So, there's still that. But, Cleveland... Not a, not a good team. And then Indianapolis, who's been up and down as well. So this is really where they need to take the reins and just do what Mike Tomlin does. He's been doing it for the last few years in a row. And I think this Pittsburgh Steelers team is better than what those teams were. The record hasn't shown otherwise yet, but at the same point last year, Ben Hurt come back, lose to Cincinnati. They were 4-4. Four and four. They make their way back into the playoff picture. They still had an ugly loss to ugly losses during that stretch of 2015. But this is where you make a statement and show everybody that you're a Super Bowl contender. Until next time, folks, once again, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for leaving reviews. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you for asking your questions on social media. And the hotline, it's been a little quiet. I understand. Everyone's frustrated with Mike Tomlin, but he still does a good job. He's still in a very elite category Those articles were put up on SteelCityUnderground.com once again this week. One playoff win in five years, still better than half of the league. Half of the league hasn't had that. And since Mike Tomlin has been a coach, there are several teams that haven't won a playoff game or even been in the playoffs. He's one of the more winningest coaches in in there with Belichick, Mike McCarthy from Green Bay. I think Bruce Arians is in there too with a minimum however many games coached in Arizona. So – Don't have the pitchforks and torches out yet. This is a quality Pittsburgh Steelers coaching staff that knows how to right the ship. A lot of injuries have derailed or threatened to sink this this season, and it hasn't happened yet. Four and four, a lot of football to go, folks. So be safe, be good, have fun, and I will catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. 
or I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs> <laughs>